Hello, Darren Clarkson Podcast. Yeah, another one so soon. Did one last week, didn't I? Is it last week's start of the week? Way! Uh, no introduction, straight into it. Don't talk about a river. Probably talked about it before. Might talk about it again. Mm. This river sits high, high in the Himalaya. Flows and joins the Indus. Just thinking of the saffron robed monks running up the embankment to the monastery as I paddle past transports me once again to the Zarapchu. Years ago, a natural dam fall after a landslide. A load of ice and debris made this natural lake. Almost alien-like turquoise blue water because the sediment settles. The river normally a sort of dirty grey colour because it's so close to the glacier that all the turmoil and strife that the earth holds flows out with the water on this aquatic highway. The box canyons, the tight, narrow, oof, craziness are long gone. The rapid after the lake, large and imposing. And then Pucktail, with the aforementioned monks. I've slept on the beach a number of times below the large monastery. I've slept in the guest house of the monastery in tents and in the monastery itself. I've paddled past this ancient home of Buddhist spirituality in groups, in partners, just in, in partners, just me and another paddler, and numerous times solo. Each time the monk's happy to see the kayakers pass. Each time the laughs and the waves, probably some sort of neglect of monkly duties, as the young monks especially giggle and play with the boats if you stop. As my memory of these events flickers from trip to trip to trip, they all blur. Except one, except one time. This isn't a solo trip. This isn't a group trip. This is a time I paddled a river with a guy called Danger Mike. Mike Hatton. We started really early. First light at the putting. We'd got to Pucktail. Mid to late afternoon. This is before the, uh, the lake and the dam was there. The natural landslide. Not some dam for hydro. We were tired and fatigued, but we wanted to push on anyway and see how far we could go. I remember looking up at that monastery as we drifted past, cocooned in our plastic craft. We didn't eddy out on river right like we would normally. We floated ever onwards 
towards the madness and maelstrom of Ruru Falls. Before Ruru changed, when you had the choice to run it, which was a hairy line, then against the sort of right wall, cutting left into that big hole. Are you poised high over the steep bank, across the plateau and down the other side? Or you went at water level, slipping over huge boulders? Anyhow, I remember drifting round the back of Pugtown. And waving as the monks waved back. Wondering if I'd ever see Pugtown again. Because that trip, I didn't know if it would be my last. Every trip I've done on a Zarp, actually, I never knew it would be my last. But that trip especially felt like my last, and it wasn't. It was one of my earlier trips. And as we got to Ruru, I remember looking at Mike. We stopped for the night. We stopped in a cave. The weather had turned cool. And by cool, I mean really cold. And we got out of our boats and I was chilled to the bone. So much I was on the verge of hypothermia. My body muscles spasming, my teeth chattering, my speech incoherent. We sat in that cave. I was wrapped in my down jacket and two sleeping bags as Mike sat next to me and we talked into the night. And into the night, it didn't seem... Seemed forever, but it wasn't that long. And then I slept. Mike taking his sleeping bag back when my body temperature warmed up. In the morning, we parted really and we paddled onwards down the rest of the Zarap into the Zanskar and down the Zanskar to meet our daily rafting groups on the Zanskar. Just above Scapoche, where the day section begins. And we paddled down after Maggie and Chai with our daily rafters, getting back to camp at lunchtime. A descent of the river Zarap and Zanskar. Day and a half. Years after this, paddling 20 hours and 50 minutes. Myself and George Younger did the Zarap Zanskar trip. No overnight sleep. No stopping to refuel. Taking food in our kayaks that we could eat on the go. Protein bars, chocolate bars, nuts and berries. Filling up water from side streams we floated ever onwards. Hands wrinkled with dampness and cold. We hardly spoke in those last few hours. The pitch black darkness. The enclosed walls of the Zanskar. The rapids. Class 4, class 5. Navigated by moonlight. A moonlight that was hidden by the gorge walls, the canyon, the canyon of the Zanskar, the Grand Canyon of Asia. Gorges are different, I think.
but 20 hours and 50 minutes we paddled on. Looking back now to that trip, the monks at Puktal, I can't remember. Our paddle strokes early on through those box canyons, I remember those. I remember our steady rhythm. I remember the times we floated, knowing the river well and when to portage. We never parted really at that time. Running it down the centre. When we got to Padham and that sandstorm hit, things changed. It was no longer fun. For a short time, it was far from fun. It wasn't even type 2 fun. But we made it safe. Then there's the time, solo, I made it to Padham in a day. Tired, exhausted beyond belief. I flirted, yet again, to Zangler. Pulling my boat out onto the sandbar to sleep for the night. Pulling out Thermarest sleeping bag and camp stove. I didn't pull the boat far, or indeed my sleeping equipment. Six, maybe ten foot from the water's edge. A meal of Maggie noodles, dal and soy protein. A quick cup of tea and a sleep before night came. The weather had been stable for a few days and the river didn't rise. I should have been higher up the beach that day. If the weather was hotter and the snow melted, the river may have come up in the night and I would have found my sleeping equipment wet with the licks of the water. I remember that trip. I remember the trip I made with the Royal Enfields that I've spoken about before where we rode the bikes across the highest motorable passes in the world and if not in the world in India before we descended the Zarp. I remember those. I miss the Zarap. I miss the Zanskar. But things change like the life and rivers always change. They're not constant. The Grand Canyon of Asia, the Zanskar. Thoughts now of Grand Canyons. We have the Grand Canyon of the Stikine. A message from a friend brought that back to me yesterday, asking if we could meet up next week to discuss the Stikine. I've not thought about the Stikine for months. The fire to go, that burning desire in the gut, no longer there. But this message from my friend has reignited it. I don't quite know how to answer the call. I don't quite know if I want to go again.
but I do. I want to sleep one more time above Site Z. I want to sleep one more time at the camp between Garden of the Gods 1 and 2. I want to paddle one more time between the in the gap at Tanzilla. I want to put my boat on the water one more time next to the yellow sign next to the sign that states danger unnavigable by all craft. I want to sleep under the bridge that roars the metal bridge that echoes as trucks drive north to Alaska carrying timber carrying food and fuel. I want to drive the Alaskan highway again. I want to load my boat with sleeping equipment and food one more time. I want to return to the Zarp and the Zanskar, Mr. Keane. I want to paddle on the Indus. And one more time. Always one more time. And isn't that what worries us? The one more time. Never content with what was. Always pushing for what might be. As I talk to you now and stare out of my window. My heart races. I want to see those monks one more time and I will. I'll make that a journey yet again. I'll load up that jeep and I'll drive out of lay. Launching one more time into the Zarap, Zanskar and Sforth, the Indus. When this podcast finishes, perhaps I'll go on the internet and search for flights to Vancouver. There's a fire in the belly. We should go paddling one more time. Hope you enjoyed that, gang. It's all right, isn't it? Hope you had a great bank holiday weekend. Let's go paddling one more time.